of Iron. I'm John Anderson. Meet my co-host, Nick Best, and Austin Williams. We're going to have some amazing guests on the show. Buckle up tight, because we're going to be talking about the shit you're not supposed to be talking about. We're going to be discussing anything and everything it takes to become a legend of iron. Legends of Iron is brought to you by MuscleMets. MuscleMets is the creator of Carnival Pure Beef Protein Icing. Beef builds muscle and Carnivore is the world's number one selling beef protein. Welcome to another edition of Legends of Iron. I am John Anderson. With me on is my partner in crime, Nick Best and Akim Williams. Unfortunately, can't be here today. But Nick and I are going to hold it down. We have got a guy with us today. He's like one of the OGs of American Strongman. He's been there from the beginning. And I'm happy, and Nick is too, to call him a friend. Mr. Oh. Chad Coy, welcome to the show. What's up, my brother? Thanks, guys. It's an honor to be here. Well, it's yeah. friend and old man since he's two days older than I am. This so is true. I, yes, I am the old man. <laughs> No, so I get to call him old man all the time. It's <laughs> well, all well, well, brother, start off. I mean, you you've been involved in in Strawman America about as long as anybody else. I mean, talk to us about. Longer. You know, we actually had Willie Willie Wessels on the show a while back. We we're talking about kind of the beginning, and he was actually mentioning your name quite a lot in some of those mm-hmm. early days stories. It, it so was funny. Talk to us about how the whole thing kind of came about because you got involved almost right away, correct? Uh, well, it was actually 1994, if you remember uh, Iron Mind Magazine and Randy Strawson. And I contacted yep. Randy trying to find a place. I wanted to find a contest to do. He's like, well, there really there was a place called Sugarloaf out in Pennsylvania. But it was like so far away. It's like, well, so we actually threw the first one, the first Central USA in 1994. So this last summer we, ran, we threw the 21st Central USA. So we've done it for, we had a little hiatus after the divorce, but uh, it's still around and we threw that first show and it was a, a bench press with an axle and a deadlift. And then we did a farmer's walk with 150 pound dumbbells out in the park. So with, with 23 guys, well, you know, the, this, the central, I remember when I was first coming in to start snooping around strong, man, every time you heard the central was like the fucking gnarly contest. That was yes. like, that was kind of like, if you were going to the central, you were getting ready to fucking go to battle, you know? It was, yeah. we always tried so to make sure it was a challenge. Shows. And, and actually, Nick came to yeah. the Central in 2005. Yeah. It's kind of bounced yep. around. Yeah. That list. We've had it at a park, at the gym, in the gym parking lot, a church parking lot. But when Nick came, it was actually downtown Kokomo. Yeah, that was fun. That was good times. Oh, nice. That was, nice. Yeah, that was, that was nice. So, and we got so to start it off. You chat off. Go ahead. I'll keep going, Nick. Keep going. I want to hear your sound. No, we we got we got to eat at Chad's house. That was pretty cool. Got to hang out with him for a little while. He gave us the whole rundown in that basement. Dylan was, God, Dylan was like four or five. Dylan was like four. Because it was like him and Reese, two little blonde toeheads running around Kokomo downtown like they owned the place. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was was good times because I brought Dylan with me. you say that, Nick. Because I, you know, you had a very similar experience with Chaz as I did. Because I came into the scene 
and you know, I, initially I got a little backlash from some of the guys, but and uh, at very first, I, I think Chad and I met at a nationals. The first time we met, I think it was two thousand three yeah. nationals, and then. And then uh, we ended up going on the international contest together. You kind of scooped me up and kind of started showing me the ropes and became right at that point and became kind of like a mentor to me almost immediately <clears throat> in the sport. Sounds like you did a lot of same stuff with you too, huh, Nick? I think a lot oh, of yeah. good, good athletes do that because it's like, you know what, we, we want to see the sport succeed and grow. And it's like, I mean, I laugh because, you know, John and I did uh, the 2003 North Americans. And we had done that international. We done nationals to the international show because we had gone down to the to St. Martin and did the All Nations. And then I got a call on Tuesday because Steve Carrot pulled out of the contest. So I had just trained the guys like, "Hey, can you come up?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, let's go!" And I remember we were doing the show and we we did the first day and the second day. And John's looking like, "Where the fuck did you come from?" He goes, "You're in second place, like one point behind me." I said, "Yeah, we're getting ready to go to well. And I said, "And I go, and we made a, we actually made a bet, whoever." won the Conan's wheel and won the show, had to carry the other person's bags at the next contest. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So if I would have won That's that right. drag, I remember, I remember you were like, like a de two decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you son of a bitch. He goes, you know, if you could have just, if you'd have just missed a step on a Conan's wheel, I could have won. I could have gracefully retired and I would have been happy, you know. I said, "Well, but see, this just ensures that you get to keep coming around. I would have missed you if you retired. So it was all, all for, yeah. all for the yeah. Like, and lo and behold, I'm still one of the yeah. dumbasses still doing this shit. Mm, it's okay. I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> Birds of a no, feather that was, flock uh, together. That was the. That was. A, I remember going. Was one of my first trips in a real cold environment. I remember not being prepared. I had a basically a California jacket. I remember coming off that plane. No, I you like, got off the plane in a brutal. fucking tank top, dude. It's 20 below no, zero. I did not. <laughs> I did, I did Nick, not. here's the truth. Nick, here's the truth. I, see John I didn't have a coat, so I gave him a bunch of warm-ups and shit, and I said, just don't fucking, don't even move, because you'll tear them out. Then we went to Walmart, and we bought this cheap-ass coat, which he was pissed off about, and then at the show, there was a Carhartt. We bought a Carhartt. Thing. He threw the other jacket in the trash, and I think he still has the right. car today. It's in a closet. Yeah, that I wore that. I wore that. I wore that just the weekend of the contest. But that first one we bought me, I, that thing was so terrible. I I, I couldn't bear to wear that. It was, <laughs> but it was fucking terrible. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> yeah. it was. That was but a fun show. We had a, that was a great uh, nationals, and then we went to nationals, and we went to. Uh, then we actually judged down at at, at strongman or. Mass National right. down in North Carolina. That's, that's where we. That's where we started yeah. actually clicking. That's where because we yeah. never we didn't really talk much at the Nationals because we didn't know each other yet. Then once we once we judged, that's where we clicked. We trained, and that's where everything kind of started coming together. In terms we of, went you and to, I had a great friendship. Yeah, then know? I went to Saint Martin. We had a blast down there. It's the only time I've ever that's seen right. John eat. And this is a true story. He might deny it, but it's the only ever time I've seen him eat desserts. And he literally went up and fucking was eating desserts off at the. At the bar, like, like I thought he was. <laughs> a moment of, I mean, I you're one of the few people that have actually have witnessed a moment of weakness. Yeah, <laughs> and that that was. I remember, guys, that was 2003. It's the only time I've ever seen him do it. You know, but he went. It was literally like a fat kid at a chocolate factory, just going to town. And that's was, exactly what happens once you break that. It's huh. like the floodgates come open, and you, you can't be stopped at that point. It was it's literally like impressive. Like, he didn't even bother going back to the table. He just stood at the fucking dessert bar shoving shit in his mouth. 
the staff is like, what do you do? What do you do? He's standing there, and as he sits there, he's eating. He just gets vainier. It's like the fucking... <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, that's funny. Well, so, brother, how many contests have you done? Uh, 119. Your next one will be 120. Kidding me. That oh is my fucking God. insane. How many other people... How many other Americans, because obviously Europeans had a lot more access to content yeah. than we did in the early days. What other Americans have had? You've got to have the most. No, um, Johnny was taken. Johnny has a lot because he's done a lot of shows. He did a lot of amateur yeah, stuff. Um, and then also Donovan Raskin out of uh, Texas. Yes. Yeah. yeah those, those guys yeah. probably both have me. It was funny because I remember talking to Sadrunas about I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is like my, this is 2017 in Belfast. I was like, yeah, this is like 112. And he's like, this is my 325 contest. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Now and that, that, that see, that always, that tells us why in those early days in American Strongman, we were so far behind because those right. guys had so much access to content. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, we would show up to those international shows <clears throat> and we were just getting our asses handed to it. It wasn't until the mid 2000s that we started gaining a little steam. Well, you know? I remember the I, I, I remember this vividly because I did the AFSA championships in Vegas in '98, and just being on the bus talking to guys like God, we we are dismally prepared. We got our asses handed to us. Then the next year, I remember we went out after the show, and I said when we were there, it's like you know I pledged to you guys that if we stick with it, that we will win a world strongest man in the next decade. And it was two that was '99 yeah. in 2006. Fister won one. Fister, we bam. Like never making the finals to. You know, our, our talent pool is so much deeper. Like, you remember when we, were, when, when we went to Canada, those guys had three guys who made the finals lap that year. And we yeah. got, and we were like the I – mean, I think it was – Gogolo was sixth. Uh, you were eighth. I was ninth. And we had Spybrook and then Ken Brown. And we had their best guys, and we, we cut through them pretty hard. And then it really changed. That's actually the first time America ever yeah. won the North Americans. And then the next couple of years, we yeah. really brought it on. And it made a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember <clears throat> I remember that 2005 and six and some of those team contests where we were actually starting to get a lot of respect from the from the Eastern Bloc. Because up to that point, they, we were just kind of like the, the pansy Americans, you know? Yeah, do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember um, Colt Martin when we were over there warming up on that log, and then Igor Padan and Vasil come walking in their speedos and sandals and clean the did it fucking t- log and three did man it. log. We did it just the two of them. We were yeah. shitting, shitting our fucking hands. Yeah, they just oh right on us. So it was pretty speedos, speedos and thongs. And yeah. keep in mind, we were we were against the Ukrainians in the first fucking in the first round. So yeah. we watched them do mm-hmm. that. And we're just sitting there going, oh boy. Well, luckily they, they kicked our ass, but they won the whole thing. So it was yeah, they, it wasn't such a I think you know, then then we uh we really pissed them off on the on that van hold because we we did bend the rules a little bit. Um and then, <laughs> then, uh, then I took a victory lap with the American flag and kind of rubbed it in their faces, which was probably a mistake because then they just beat the shit out of us the rest of the day. Oh jeez. Well, brother, talk to us about the beginning because you actually started up in football. So you had the competitive juices all the way from the beginning. Yeah. Talk well, to us a little bit about that. You know, I, I was, I, I played uh, semi pro football after college and like, you know, just got into powerlifting and like I, I competed drug free. So that like when football started, it was always in July. 
So I could never do like uh, ADFPA, which is now called USAPL, could never do ADFPA mm -hmm. nationals, USAPF <laughs> nationals, and APF nationals were always like in July. So I was already starting football. So I'd always either do like AAU or NASA or um, WNPF, any, any place that did a drug test, I could do the show. Um, but I would train the off season, but then like we had sandbags and farmers walks. We just did that shit as like finishers. And then when we saw strongman, it's like, we started doing strongman. So 94, 95, 96, 97. And 97 was the first year that Americans had a heat at worlds, you know? So then like the next year they were saying they're going to have, they had the AFSA American championships in Vegas, which was supposed to be the qualifier for world. So, um, Doug R, if you remember Doug, Doug was six, eight, 450 pounds was my training partner. So I'd never beaten him. He's beaten me in every contest we've ever done. So we go out to Vegas and then we both make the finals. And I guess that was the, when I turned pro or whatever you call it. And after that, it was like, I, I looked for every show I could do just to gain experience. Um, once I got a sponsor that paid, I got a sponsor that paid me $20,000 to travel. So every show I could do, I went and did. It didn't matter where it was at. You know, I went, to, I went, I, I traveled the globe to go train with the best guys. You know, I went to, to Finland in 2000 and trained with, I was supposedly going to train with a Hola, but ended up not training with him. Did a contest and trained with Sven Carlson and got to be pretty good friends with Sven. And, you know, from then it was just, where could I go do a show and, and learn? Because it was like, I just wanted to yeah. learn and become a student of the games. I knew I was never going to outsize anybody. You know, I had to make up for it in athletic events. You know, now the, the well, you're also when you're six, well, you're also one of one of the few at the highest level is completely drug free, you know, which is, you know, in, in the, in, let's just call it strength, excuse me, strength athletics, any athletics enhancements are just part of what, of what people do to, to get to be the best. And you're one of those, you existed at the best. You know, just doing it, doing it the, the good old fashioned well, way. And I, I look at it like this. I, mean, I, I don't look down anybody how they chose to do it. I just I, I wanted to do that for myself. Um, and if anyone else, you know, like people ask me, do you regret it? I'm like, I'm still in the game. I think a lot of that had to do with the yeah. fact that I built a lot of national mm -hmm. strength, you know, and I'm still doing it. Yeah. You know, I want to do it for the long haul. I want to be an example. I mean, I train kids. Yeah. And again, not that I really give a shit what anyone does. It's, they're, they're, whatever they want to do. That's just a choice I made. And like, I didn't care who I was competing against. You know what? I don't give a shit how much juice you shove in your ass. If you're fucking, you know, if you're snaggle push, you're not going to become Mufasa. I mean, I, I yeah. yeah. I mean, pussies, but and you got to put in, right. You got to put in the work. You got to do the recovery. You mm -hmm. got to do the diet. Yeah. You got to do everything. It's one piece of the puzzle. But again, I always had a lot of respect for you, brother. Cause you were one of the few that was holding it down on that side mm -hmm. of the fence and you were at the top of the world, man, you were competing with the best of the best and you were one I, of the few. I was a, I, let's just admit it, John, I was a second tier athlete. I did okay in a few events and I was somewhat entertaining and chicks did but my you ass. Were, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you were, but you were, you were in international play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's pretty, I mean, fuck man. You know how many, you know how many, athletes of all different types that have tried to make the international play, you know, pulling out all the stops okay. never made it. And you can't discount that brother. You need to give yourself some credit. You know, I, I did it the way I wanted to do it. And I'm very happy about that. I think the longevity in the sport, you know, cause a lot of people look, you know, like, you know, 
I've had a lot of conversation with a lot of guys. The more shit you take doesn't make you better. I mean, build, you no. got to build strength. You've got to build a foundation. And too many guys tr- turn to pee, to, to drugs, to enhance their performance. And what ends up happening, they just fall apart faster. You know, build the strength. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. like, and I'm sorry. And again, take it for what it is. You know, I'm sorry, guys. You know, I can't compete the rest of the year because my wife and I are going to have a baby this year. So I can't compete. I'm like, fucking bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. You know what? You can still train. You can still nut up and go to the gym and train. Build your strength. If you got to go off, I get it. But you know what? Whatever. But don't sit here and make some fucking bullshit excuse. Just say, look, guys, I'm taking so much shit. That's why I'm where I'm at. Great. So you want, uh, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to shut up now before I put my foot in my mouth. Well, I already well, know who you're talking about. So. But the bottom yeah, line everyone knows is- who I'm talking about. Huh? I mean, the bottom Everyone line. Everyone knows is- who I'm talking about, and I'm sorry. They won't win another, no. he, he won't win another World's Strongest Man. Damn. Take that to the bank. Well, okay. Right out of Chad Corey's mouth. <laughs> well, either way, the bottom line is if a person goes about their journey properly, they're going to have some longevity. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. Oh, no, for you sure. Know? You look at the guys. Whatever, their, whatever the equation is, if they do it the right way, yeah. they're going to have some longevity. You know, it's it's not about, you know, guys that, you know, guys that have been training for 30 plus years, you know, that's that's the foundation. It doesn't make a difference what you're taking or what you're not taking. If you're not, if you don't have that foundation, you don't have what it yeah. takes. I think too many people get so sucked up into I want to make it today. It's like, you know, I was told my athletes, like, look, mm-hmm. you know, when should I go on? I said, have you learned everything you can? I mean, I've been yeah. training for 42 years. You know what? I, I go to conferences four or five times a year. I did a cert every year. I, I, I sit at the feet of people who are better than me and learn. You know, I mean, I got the, yeah. the, the summer, I mean, at, at the at the Shaw Classic, you know, I'm sitting there with Mark Phillippe and, and Joe Ken. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I'm picking their brains, man. You know, I want to learn. I want to pick up something new. What if you learn something new? It's like, I just feel like. I think they're picking your brain too there, Chad. Well, again, I think good coaches do that. I mean, Nick, I mean, I came out with you and I picked up shit. You know, it's like we train yeah. together. We learn stuff from each other. It's like, yeah, you know, I never thought of it. Or never, or like I had Ed Conian last year. It's like I paid him. It was a $2,000 having him in and flights and hotel and food and all that shit. And you know what I got out of it? We're deadlifting. And he said, stir them up. And it literally snapped in my head and I got it. Like I always say, chest up, get that chin up. He said, stern him up. And as soon as he said that, I was like, and it made boom. sense. Like, oh, that was worth two thousand. You know, light bulb clicked. The light bulb went off. It's like sitting in algebra class and finally understanding how the shit works. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I still don't know that. And it's those little things like that that make the biggest differences, especially over time. Yeah, because right. you you fix something like that and then you can train that way longer and longer and longer and the strength just keeps developing and progressing. Well, um, I, biggest I, mistake I, I see guys making is they work out more than their, they work out at a, at a better, at a higher rate and more frequency rate than their connective tissue can heal. Right. So it's not their muscle will be healed yeah. before the workout, but their tendons and ligaments won't be healed and right. it, it just gets stronger so much yeah. faster. That's where you see most of the mistakes and injuries come from. And so more and faster is not necessarily better. Right. So exactly. To, to what you're saying. Or you get the guys that want to explore the more uh, harsher compounds, you know, that right. end, end their career a lot faster. It's like, yeah. You know, yeah. So I don't know. John, did you do, uh, were you, a, did you go with Shannon Hartnett when we were, did the, uh, 
down in Aruba. Were you there? I can't remember. No, I was actually I was actually up in uh, that World Muscle. Oh, that's Power right. You were World Muscle Canada. I, I just remember going there, yeah. and Magnus was the judge, and we went and trained, and he was watching my deadlift, and he, he changed one thing with my foot placement, and I I, I pulled like a thirty pound PR. So it wasn't <laughs> just like that. I got stronger. He just fixed. He just tweaked uh, something, and I just it was better. Yeah. So he just I, made you a more efficient deadlifter. Yeah, and it's like I mm-hmm. love watching. Like whenever I got to compete with Magnus. He's just a student of the game. He walks over like we yeah. did stones once. He plays with the stones, and I'm like sitting there watching. Like, why are you watching Magnus? Because I'm gonna pick it up exactly the way he does. Because he's gonna be yeah. faster than everyone else. So yeah. you, know, you pick that stuff up, and you, you learn one little thing here, one little thing there. That's what makes longevity. I think that helps with longevity, but that often makes you successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got you yeah. always watch people. Always, always watch your. Always watch what everyone else is doing because. That, that's where you learn from. I mean, yeah. you see their, what they get right, what they get wrong, and it, it makes a massive difference. And then you're looking like we, when we were at, at Brian's place back at, at, during his birthday. Like, we're out there mm-hmm. training. Like, you picked up two or three things there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That was, well, and that's that was it. I mean, it's, I mean when, when, you're, when you love what you're doing, you're constantly learning because the more you learn, the more you love it. It's like this positive yep. vortex that never stops. <laughs> You know, anybody that thinks mm-hmm. they don't have something to learn, they're clearly missing with how this whole thing works. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. look forward to, like, even as when I coach, as a master coach for Parisi, when I go do a certification, young coaches see things differently than I see them because they've got young eyes. I've got old eyes. So invariably, whenever yeah. I coach, I learn something from my own athletes and then from my own coaches that I'm coaching. So I think it's important that we always keep that open mind and continue to learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, Speaking of to- your Parisi – Forgive me for interrupting you, brother. You went through a little challenge with that not too long ago. Tell us about how did the whole thing, what it got flooded, what happened. It oh, my God, yeah. Um, uh, quite an we, ordeal. We had a uh, yeah, we, we had a flood in the summer of 2021. Um, and, you know, we, we survived 2020 through the pandemic. And then 2021 <laughs> in June, we had uh, eight foot of water in our building. So it flooded oh out. God. We were out of our building for 12 weeks, you know. So we, we had to, you know, we had to kind of battle back. That was kind of a rough summer. It's a couple of rough, rough couple of a uh, rough couple of years there. So, mm-hmm. so I, you're, I survived that when I got COVID, tougher, so. The tougher the conditions, the tougher you're going to become. That's the way you've always been. You know, you put yourself yeah. in, you well, put yourself in fast moving water. You're going to learn how to swim a little bit better. <laughs> you know, that's what you want. So for Rolls Royce and they do like spirit animals. And she goes, Dad, you know what I've realized? You're like a fucking cockroach. I go, damn, I'm like a cockroach. She goes, yeah. Nothing can kill you. And you would just keep marching yeah. forward and keep working. She goes, because she's you just like, be you're, you're the hardest that's working it. dude I've ever met. I'm like, well, thanks, honey. You know, I, I try to make an example. Yeah, brother, that, that leads me to the next thing, brother. You've had a lot of success, you've been in the game a long time. So I would love for you to share some of the things that you feel have been your keys to success. Honestly, consistency. That's the number one key well, for anyone. It. Everyone wants the magic secrets. Be consistent. I started training in 1980. I've missed 23 workouts since 1980. That's 23 in 42 years. Just the, just the fact that you know that is, is, a, is a pretty fucking interesting fact. 
It was like, you know, like we were at the Shaw Classic. Hell, I had COVID this year and I trained through it. I didn't know I had COVID until I got home when I got tested. I just thought I had a head cold. So I'm fucking eating Sudafed and NyQuil. And- you, that's right. You, 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 you were going to, that's right. We texted right, right when you got home. You were going to reach mm-hmm. out to me and then we never connected. It's because you, you, holy shit, you had COVID. You told me you weren't feeling well, but I didn't know you got COVID. Well, well, that's it insane. depends on what year. 2021, I got COVID and lost 27 pounds in nine days. This summer I had, I got sick. I didn't, I thought I just had a head cold. And I didn't realize I had COVID until I was back. I was still, I was sick for like three weeks. So I finally went and got tested. It was like, yeah, you got COVID. I'm like, well, fuck, I've already been through it for the last two and a half weeks. So whatever. I mean, I'm already, I'm already done. That's yeah. right. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I, I think what most people don't realize is because you are. Go ahead, Go ahead John. Please. I was saying consistency. I mean, you're, you're, you're like the fucking poster child of consistency. No question about that. Yeah. And I think anybody that knows you. Again, I, I, I think it comes down to everyone looks at what's the magical things like consistency. Don't miss workouts. Don't miss meals. Don't skimp on sleep. Don't skimp on water. You know, do the things you need to recover. You know? Yeah. So I think that, that's the key to long-term success in whatever you do. I say, I, don't, I mean, honestly, guys, I mean, strongman doesn't. It's just something I do because I suck. I can't play football anymore. My golf game sucks. So, fuck, I'm happy to do this. And I still enjoy it. So, I keep doing it. Um, you know, injuries and niggles and little bullshit in my body. It's like you just deal with it. I mean, Nick, you know that shit. You know? Yeah, I know. I mean, we yeah. get, we're 54 years old. We're still in a game that we're fucking old, man. I, mean, I know. I know. Like, that's, I mean, when you throw in Mark Felix, that's like fucking 165 years of aged men. Yeah, it's, it's like 169 or something. But yeah, it's it's up there pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, and it's it's and you're right. I mean, I had my dropping the bar on my chest uh, four weeks ago, and I'm still going to OSG here to compete against you. Right. In I mean, a few you, days. You tore your fucking lat off, dude. Yeah. You tore your lat off, and a year later, you're 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 back on the fucking platform getting shit done. I mean, yeah. honestly, that was one of the most inspiring things I've ever seen. So, like, I, I don't know if I tore my lat off, I did. I'd do that again. So I'm like, hey, am I that fucking dumb? Or, I don't know. Now again, again, I probably would, but whatever. But you know, just watching you, oh, you go know, out what, there and get that done is awesome. I'm just well, glad I had funny, you what, open. He, what he said. What he what he told me is tell me he tore his lat. He goes, I could put my arm all the way over my head. Like he's never been able to do that in his life before. <laughs> yeah, good arm, torn lat arm, massive difference. Sometimes you gotta look at the positives. Yeah, and that's one of the positives. <laughs> arm goes real straight now. Guess which arm I'm doing the dumbbell with. I, I think the cool thing um, that you kind of said is like you know when you guys came up. You know, I think it's important that you help people. So wherever I'm, it's funny because my, my guys, we're going to OSG. I've got like four athletes and they're like, their number one thing was like this. Okay. When you get there, you can't coach anybody else. And I'm like, I'm kind of looking at them like, and they're like, well, we know coaching is in your blood. So that's what you'll do anyways. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I remember in 2001, I was like, Sadrunas was throwing keg shitty. And, you know, there was, there was only like five of us left in this keg mm-hmm. toss in, in Hawaii. 
So I went over and I'm like, hey, dude, if you did this, you'll, you'll get it over. And then he ends up winning the event. And Carl Gillingham's looking at this. The fuck are you telling that for? Like, you need some help. You know, big deal. Because you just cost 500 bucks. I'm like, well, maybe. Well, brother, you, I mean, you, when we, we, even when we've been competing head to head, you even have coached me when I, we're, we're battling out for, to win an event and you're still coaching me. I mean, you're just a straight up good mm -hmm. sportsman, you know? Yeah. You know Agreed. what? I think the thing is, like, if I'm going to win, I want to beat you at your best. I think that's what it's always about. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in, in a lot of the, the wins that I've had, which haven't been many, um, you know, but I look back, like, in uh, 2013 in Belfast, and it's like Mike Saunders and I were going, we're one point at, we're one point, <laughs> like, we, we, we literally hundreds of a second on the stone load. We go to the power stairs, we're one point. Whoever wins this event wins the contest. And you know what? He won. And you know what? I just remember just grabbing him and hugging him and just, I was so fucking happy for him. Now, at the same point, I wanted to win, but he won. I think you and I did the same thing in Canada. Actually, I think I knocked you down in Canada because, yeah. like, you won the contest. Yeah. You won the contest. I just tackled your ass, you know? Well, you know, now, you came running over and I was like, I was like, I think I just fucking won, but he's running over here. Maybe I didn't win. Maybe he won. <laughs> I was like, you no, I was just, I mean, dude, I was, I was happy. You were excited for awesome. me, but I was sitting there going, he's so fucking excited. Maybe I didn't go far enough after all. <laughs> <laughs> had no, a little, you went snippet in my brain, man. You went that oh much God, farther, man. and that's all it took. Well, I, I was thinking to myself, fuck, maybe I put it down a few inches too soon because he's coming out. He's running at me like a deer right now. He's coming fast. <laughs> nope. Nope. You know, I, I, again, I think it's like, you know, you know even this weekend, I, I want to see everyone do their best day. If you win on, if you, if you, okay, I'll, I'll just say this. Like, I love Grant Higa. And mm -hmm. we did Strongman Court Masters Nationals like a year ago. And he was a better athlete. He was going to, he should have won the contest. But he dropped the farmer's walk and the wheelbarrow because there was two grip events. I didn't. I won. It's still a W, but I would say this. I told Grant that day, you were the better athlete today. I just came, came, you know, you fumbled and I scored. I mean, that's all it was. I didn't really win, but I'll take the W. Mm, but I, would, that's, I would rather have won on him on his best day than him making a couple of mistakes. Brother, I got to tell you, I don't know anybody that's ever spent some time with you Get, get to know who you, I don't know how they could not just fucking love you just like Nick and I do because you are like the mm -hmm. most fucking pure sportsman caring fucking cool motherfucking cat and I gotta say brother talking today on this podcast it's like it just fucking makes me realize how lucky I am to have you as a friend yeah, I'm lucky to have both yeah. of you guys I, I don't, I've got a small group of friends but I hold them all I cherish them all that's why we actually yeah. got to get better. We got to get back together. I haven't seen you in a while, so yeah, I got to see Nick sure. in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, we do. But that's why I say New Year's. Yeah. New Year's. Yeah, John, come to Vegas for New Year's. Yeah, I'm not that far away. Well, fuck. I'm I, I, I promise so I won't make you drink vodka place. like I did Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I I'm out of the drinking part. I can't. I'm not yeah, going to do that anymore. But you know, it is what it is. It is what so, it is. So, so your consistency, obviously, no questions. You got to do what you got to do. What other things have you done along the way that other people can learn from? Obviously, is there, you're you're just like consistency. 
but there's other things I know that you do that people might not know unless they get a chance to hear you talk in depth about it. You know, chiropractic, I mean, uh, Dr. Todd kind of developed his, mm-hmm. his, his, his stick on my body. So I've gotten adjusted by Todd. I mean, I drive the, I drive six hours to get adjusted. I mean, I just got adjusted probably last weekend. We were at the Swiss conference. Um, I think that's big. You know, I do a lot of massage, acupuncture. Mm-hmm. I've got an ice yep. bath. We've got sauna, infrared. I mean, everything that you can do to make you make you recover. I mean, you've got to enhance recovery. Um, you, you know, one of my degrees is in nutrition, so I've always been in the nutrition supplementation. Mm-hmm. You know, but a year ago, it's like I look and I'm like, you know what? I, I've known Nathan Payton for a long time. And I finally just contacted him like, look, I'm, I'm just going to, whatever it takes, I'm just going to pay for it. And I'm going to go on with Nathan. And he revamped my nutrition, changed a few things. I lost 10 pounds of inflammation immediately, gained the weight back. I will come into this contest. This is the biggest I've ever been in my life at the highest lean body mass of my life. How much you weigh? Uh, How two, much you weigh? Uh, Two 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 seventy ish, give or take some. That's pretty good because so back like in the day you were like two fifty five. Yeah, like back I in mean, the day you were like two fifty five. Two fifty five, two sixty. You know, I think two thousand three is the heaviest I compete at a nationals. Was two sixty two. Um, you know, we we used to go up to Canada and I weighed like two sixty five, and then they you ate at that buffet de continental, and I gained like I come home at like two seventy five, but I was fat. <laughs> Yeah. So, and the thing is, like now, it's crazy. Is I think I'm leaner at 54 than I was at 44. Yeah. You know what it is, brother? We get the old man skin. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> our skin. Our skin gets thinner. I, I know exactly what you mean. I look more gnarly now at at 50. No, you than definitely I look more gnarly now. Especially when you keep playing with those veins like that. Yeah, like, that's look, crazy how you watch do that. this. Look at my veins, guys. Look at my veins. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's crazy what we do to entertain ourselves, you know? Uh, you know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. So 120 contests. You have seen some fucking crazy feats of strength in person. Talk to us about a couple that come to mind. Um, Phil Fister. I remember we did a show in uh, it was Ohio, I think. He had lapped. We had a, we had a head. It was the heaviest stone run at the time. It was like a 440. He lapped it and almost fell over. So he's holding his lap. He puts his hand down like a kickstand and then pushes himself back up and loads the stone. I think that was impressive. Um, Chad Smith and the Dominican in 2001. No one runs a car faster. That was like an 1100 pound car. Yeah. I don't know if he could. He's so fucking fast with the car on his back. I don't know if he could have ran it that fast without the car on his back. But he smoked it like Sven Carlson was at the time, and he beat Sven Carlson by like twenty seconds. That was incredible. Um, yeah, that dude right there—he was kind of some untapped potential, wasn't he? Because oh God, he was yeah. kind of one of those flashes in the pan. He, yeah. if he had stayed around, man, he had—I mean, for a big dude, he could run like a deer. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you look at you know Whit Baskin holding that car for two minutes and twelve seconds. That was insane. <laughs> you know, you know again. No matter how he did it, it it's still an, an insane. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did get his ass yeah. beat by Laszlo Fekete in the next event, and Laszlo was old and slow, and you know he couldn't win. But you know he's still known as the guy who held the car the longest than anybody. So I mean, there's yeah. a huge strength there. You know, I don't know. I mean, I saw Nicholas Camby when he did that fucking axle. 
Weighing two thirty one, what was that, like four eighteen? That shit mm-hmm. was impressive. You know, yeah, you just popped I mean, that right over. Just, I don't know. I mean, I've seen so many crazy things. It's just, it's hard to put a pinpoint on what's the craziest. I mean, I mean, All right, honestly, top three, really, top three craziest fucking strongman you've ever encountered. Top three craziest strongman. Just crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> Let's have some. Brian Schoenfeld. Okay. Ryan Schoenfeld, craziest Why? motherfucker Tell there is. And he Tell was my training why. partner for years. Oh, he, he was fun. Tell us why. No. Give, for, those, for those that don't know Scooney, tell them a little bit. Tell everybody about Scooney. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, backstory. Look, we were throwing the Central USA. I, I traveled a lot. I was in Gold's Gym in Maryville, Indiana. And I saw Bob Brooks, who was who, he became the strength coach at Valparaiso University. We were good friends. I go, hey, man, we're doing this strongman class. You got anybody to do it? Yeah, look at this crazy fuck. Here's Schoenfeld over behind neck pressing like 275 for like five reps, weighing like 240. You know, I'm like, so I invite him down. He comes to the show. You know, um, he, I can't, I, I don't think he made the finals. And he's like, he's going to go to nationals, which was AFSA in Vegas. And that would have been 99. I'm like, well, you can go. It's just a, it's a big international show. It's like, you know, you know, come down, we'll train. It's like, if you get your ass kicked, it's no big deal. It's your first nationals. That really pissed him off. So he came out real hot and ended up getting second. And then he decided, I'm going to World's Strongest Man. So he was two, we, I was 242. He was 248. The next time I saw him was at my birthday. He was 265. I saw him about three months later. He's like 290. And then in Hawaii, he's 308. And at Nationals, he's like 320. So I was like, wow. And so he's just this, we would, tra- and we would come down and train and train and train. And it's like, you know, we're going. So like he just keeps picking up steam. Like, how the fuck is this going? Yeah, Chad, I'm drinking heavyweight gainer 900. I'm like, yeah, and I'm fucking an idiot too. (laughs) He would come down and we had a, we had a training hall on the North side of Kokomo and we trained there in the winter. It was old meat packing plant. So it was actually colder inside the meat packing plant than it was outside. So we took the tire out. We're flipping tires on the hood side of Kokomo. So let needless to say, Scooney's very colorful language. You know, and he's like, he's got a, he brings a gun out on the top of the car. If someone stops, I'm just going to shoot him. I'm like, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> but he's just a nut, and he just did crazy shit. And I just remember we were in Azalea, and we went out drinking. It was like Mark Phillippe, Magnus from Magnuson, the Gillinghams. You know, we're out there drinking. And Scooney and I, like, I, I can drink. I, mean, I, I drank a lot. Um, and I, that's probably the best. I can vouch, I can vouch for that. My best event is drinking. I'm, I'm very good at that. Event. I've never lost at that event. You you win. Yes, I win at that. Event. You you win. To drink a liter of vodka is not that big a deal. Um, <clears throat> I don't know for you. But, but we, we we went home that night. It took us four hours to walk two blocks because he was just a crying hot fucking mess. You know, love the guy. He's like, you know, I should have. He asked Brian Neese, our other training partner, to go to Worlds with me. He asked me, I fucking got on the plane and went. Like you can bet your ass I'd have been there. I'll be a I'm a mean ass Nick. I'm a good bag bitch, aren't I? You are. You're a phenomenal. I can bag. I can, I can put strips on your ass crack. I do whatever you got. Yep. Put your socks yep. on. Lidocaine patches. Yep. Yeah. Give it up. You know, but he mm-hmm. didn't. So he cried about it, and like we just laughed. And, and Scooty's taking him off too. He's just probably the nuttiest fucker I've ever met in my life. You know. All right, who's number two? I, I think he's probably one, two, and three. He's just that. <laughs> right, who's, who's four? And who's four? 
that that's nuts. I mean, I just think everyone else is somewhat normal. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone's that <laughs> fucking crazy. Scooney's just, it's just Scooney, man. That's all I can say. There's yeah. Schoonfeld and there's like, they broke the mold and there's no one else that's crazy. Johnny Perry was crazy. There's some crazy ass stories about that guy. We won't mm-hmm. really put those out on the internet. That's not good. You know, but I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's, there's a lot. I mean, the, the, the Malaysian story, that's wow. If that happened to me, I probably wouldn't share that with anyone. So, <laughs> Well, we like to be entertaining, but at the same time, we also want to make sure that this show can play. So we'll, we'll, yes. let, the, we'll let the listeners, yes. the viewers, kind of read between the lines. <laughs> Again, and I, know I think Nick, J- Nick is one Jesse of those was a character. When we keep it like that. Yes. Jesse was a character. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Jesse was a character. I think the best, the funniest thing is when he saved the J in your back. That was fucking funny. Yeah, God. Yeah, we used to room together all the time. You know, and of course, we'd get there. Hey, Nick, Nick, will you shave my back? Nick, will you shave my back? Oh, God. Jesse shaves his back and leaves a fucking J in the middle of his back. That shit is epic, man. That was, I will say this Jesse had the best practical joke. You could fuck with anyone. He used to fuck with Kurt so bad. Kurt would literally, oh, my God. Oh yeah, like literally oh, cry. Yeah, he'd have he'd have Kieran so wound up and so twisted up. By the time the contest came, <clears throat> he wasn't thinking anybody anything about it. He was just holding water or something. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Crazy. Go back to crazy Fortmire. <clears throat> another that's another guy. Yeah. Travis yeah. just has a freak switch. Like he can just flip it. Yeah, and it's just like you know. Yeah, it's Travis Lane. Those guys. You know. Yeah, he goes to Travis yeah. Lane. And I will say back to a feat of strength. When he pulled that goddamn car in South oh, Carolina, my God, that, yeah. that was incredible. Nobody could do that. Not even close. Nobody even cracked no. it off the ground. And he knocked yeah. it out for reps. I literally the shit BMW, my right? pants. No, no, yeah. not, not not figuratively. Literally shit my pants pulling that thing. And I was pulling like <laughs> eight fifty for a triple from a trap bar about that same height, and it didn't move. <sighs> and he came up. Hell, I don't even think he had a deadlift suit on. And he just he cranked it no, for reps. And that was suited up. We were wrapped up. We were covered in covered in equipment. This fucking guy puts a belt on, goes out there, flips the switch, and fucking knocks it out for reps. Yeah, unbelievable. That was that was a very impressive thing to see. Yeah, Travis had the ability to put. He yeah. still has the ability to put his head in a place where yeah, his body will break before his will. Yes, one hundred percent. His and body that's, will that's, that's, his body will give before his will. And that's you know, well, I that's trying what, to that's go back the trouble to my he's mind having now is that he's still got that mind. He's got the mind right. that will break yep. his body. He's trying to balance that out because yes. he's not twenty five anymore. You and know? he's got to remember now he's in his forties. It's a little different game. You mm-hmm. can still do it. Yeah. You just sometimes you got you got to be a little smarter. Now you yeah. said the strength, and I was thinking back to two thousand six in Tulsa, and John, I think you were there. Um, Sedrunus on that medley. Yeah. Okay. I can honestly say, like medley. having 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 seen a lot of very large <clears throat> offensive running downhill at me. I remember I was sitting, and I was the first one to finish it in a really good time, because that was strong man. She had to carry a farmer's walk and a duck walk implement, and that was strong man. There was moving, and I, I think I had the best time. And I'm sitting there, I was like, well, Sedrunus is going to go. He's going to destroy this. And the guy goes, how fast? I go, he's going to do it. I I think I did it like uh, something like 24 seconds, some shit like that. Mike Sedrunas was going to do it in like 16. And I think he did it in like 14. It was like incredible. And I just remember him picking these up, and it just reminded me of like a pulling guard. 
you know, and like you're 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 tight end blocks down, you're stepping up the hole, and you're like, look at that shit, go, oh fuck, this is and he just that was incredible. So Drunas was one of the most incredible that contest, <clears throat> that contest was one of the I, I only beat Zadrunas <clears throat> on one event in my whole career. In that contest, I beat him on the squat. That was wow. the only time. Hey, I beat him in a medley once. Yeah. In Hawaii. <laughs> one fucking event. <laughs> Out of probably 60 events, I beat him one fucking time. Like, yeah. mm. I, I, yeah. I've caught him in a few events a few times, but yeah, yeah you're always excited when you catch Sojournus or Brian or yeah. Marius or anybody. When you, when you can beat those guys at one or two events in a, in a heat, hey, you're hey, extremely happy. Hey, look at this guy. Yes. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on, guys? What's right on, man. Yo, I love it. How are you, brother? A surprise. I like it. I figured, I figured, right I, you know, I, I had a little bit of time to drop in and uh, drop get in, in on the action. Well, I'm getting ready for the Olympia. He's one of our old time. Go ahead. You see the cheekbones is showing Go a little bit up. more now? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Well, Chad, he's getting, he's prepping for the Olympia. So he's, nice. uh, he's just, he's final approach for Olympia. So yeah, he's, he's, uh, that's why he's, he's, uh, full blown and prep. But anyway, catching up, Ock, we've been, uh, Chad Coy is one of our, one of, uh, Nick and one of our buddies from Strong. We've been mm -hmm. rapping, having fun about old times and talking about crazy feet to strength and, craziest people and all sorts of shit so anyway there you're caught up on the whole show now brother <laughs> <laughs> well be awesome john are you gonna be at the olympia i am yeah all right well nick and i are gonna be there too oh cool, man let's go cool. baby fucking a we'll go yeah. we'll connect for sure brother it's been way so too long when was the last time you and i were actually in person that was at the olympia in 2013. wow was it really? Wow. Yes. <laughs> That's oh, the last time we actually saw each other. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. We went out. We remember. That was ASM, right? Hey, Terry, go wow. get me another plate of food. Terry, I need more meat. I was like, get it. He asked to get it yourself, fucker. Jesus, man. But your wife's like, okay, honey, I'll go get it. And I remember looking at Kim. She goes, don't fucking look at me. I ain't getting you anything. <laughs> remember that i was divorced a year that. later because, so go figure you know whatever because what was mm. what was so funny because because basically you uh you got up early and got coffee and brought it to kim and terry did the same thing for me and so we were we were at breakfast and we were talking about that and you guys you had, it was you and terry and kim and myself the way that we were positioned it was pretty funny <laughs> well, somebody's got to take care of your dumb ass. Somebody has to. I remember I had to do it in a lot of shows. Brother, you've been taking care of me from the beginning, man. Literally, that's one, of the things I, that's one of the reasons. That's one of the things I love you. You've always taken care of me. Always. Uh, you know, that my, my, my coaches or my athletes now usually call me that. Somewhere they always call them up calling me dad. Like, <laughs> I'm not your father, okay? <laughs> I, you in, you give that wisdom and you do you do dad stuff, so I'm pretty much their gym dad. So mm, there you go. Yeah. The gym poppy. Oi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they call me Papa. That's bullshit. Papa. <laughs> <laughs> so Chad, I can see that. contests. 120 contests you've done. Isn't that crazy? Aki's competed in, in strongman 120 times. Isn't that insane? Wow. 
That's, that's yeah. definitely crazy. What was your what was your favorite one, brother? Favorite one. Honestly, 2014 Masters of America's Strongest Man because Van came out. It was a great group of guys. You know, Van came out and I hadn't competed against Van. Van had just gone through, uh, you know, his daughter had leukemia and, and he fought back and yeah. he came and it was just a, it was just a great fight um, that we went back and forth. And, and, you know, I won, but it was like, it was just good hanging out with him. And then the next year it was 2015 and, and it was an indie and um, I had gone through my divorce. He had a good year of training. So it was kind of like a flip-flop. So then we just hung out together and, 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 and then, and honestly I got to do a lot of stuff with the van. Probably the, my favorite time was 2016 was uh, nationals. And my mom had died about a week before the contest. So, you know, we, we, we'd done all that stuff and, and, and had the funeral and, if you know, you guys never had a really probably a chance to meet my mom. But my mom's pretty rough. She worked in a she was a tool and die maker. worked worked in a tool and die shop, and started in 1963. So she's the only woman in there with like 30 guys. So my mom could cuss for the best. Wow. Time. My mom and I'm like, <laughs> I say this, and everyone, I'll write it down. You'll see me put DBAC, and I never really shared it until recently. And it's like I came off the football field. I was crying. It's the first time I played tackle. I was 10 years old playing against a bunch of 12-year-olds. I came off, and I'm like, tears in my eyes. And my mom's like, what's wrong with you? And I go, and I'm like, Ooh. she goes, don't be a cunt. Get in the car. <laughs> you know? So oh, I like man. That's like, hardcore, like, brother. You know, whenever I start to think about being a pussy, I'm like, okay, what would my mom say? Um, you know, so that show, we went down to nationals, and I didn't want to be there, man. I mean, my, I just laid my mom to rest. It's like, I didn't want to be there, but it's like, I had to go because that's what her expectation would be. And like Van was there and Van was my friend. And, you know, we ended up both. I mean, that year, Glenn brought two guys to the world. So we ended up going. So I got to spend a whole weekend with Van and Jenny and Van's mom. And Mary came with us. And that was probably my fondest memory of Strongman was just just that fellowship. You know, the times that you got to spend with the guys. I mean, that's, 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 that's what I like. I think the contest is irrelevant. It's just like, hell, I love just a training day. Like we went out and Nick's and he had just done the, yeah. we're out there training. And I was like, that to me, that, that was fun. That's where the fun's at. Yeah. You know, football game's great, but I, I love, yeah. I was a practice guy. So I got to practice. I get to hit like three, four times a week. You got to light people up. But when you go train, that's what it's about. It's just training and just having that time with the, with your friends and fellowship and, and, the relationships. I mean, that's what I take away from strongman. It's like people like my yeah. best friends are from this sport. I mean, if if if, if shit went the, shit went south today, I, there's ten guys that get called. And I know they have my back, and they're all from yeah. this sport. And I think that's yeah. what strongman has brought to me is just a extended brotherhood of guys that we all do the same thing, we all love the same thing, and you know we're supportive of each other. I mean, Nick didn't have someone. He didn't have yeah. his normal hand. Like, dude, I'll fucking come out. He goes, really. Hell yeah, I'll come out. I'd love to. That would be awesome. It'd be just an honor just to be there, you know, and just, just yeah, that was, you know, that was you know really what? special. You know, it just becomes that was really that, cool, man. You do that for your friends, yeah. you know. I mean, well, Chad also sent me when I got second in his contest by a point and just missed turning pro. Chad's the one like, hey, you just need more experience. Go to Van's contest next month and go do that one. It's also a pro qualifier. He goes, but go there, you'll get some experience. Damn. I went there and won. I won yeah. the show. Right? There you go. So, Damn. got my pro card. I like that. 
So he's I mean, been looking Chad's, after, he's been look, Chad's been looking after people from the jump. Like I said, that's why I love him. Yep. You know, I I think that's really what I think. If people ask, like, what you what drives you? It's like honestly, for me, it's always about making a difference. You know, whether it's like I train kids, so I think we can make a big difference there. But when you train people, it's just about making a difference in their lives and making their lives better. And yeah. I think there's nothing better than strength training to really change the self-esteem or confidence of a child and or an adult. Oh, and I'm telling you, brother, that I told, I so subscribe and that, that was me. I was yeah. a little, I was a little engine who couldn't, and it was the weight room that actually turned me around and, and actually right. showed me that I could, you know, right. mm-hmm. and that's, that's, that's so, so true. It's really cool that you're a part of, of, helping that process with so many of the youth too, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's like, I, I, I opened the gym and I've had jobs and I've made good money, but like when I first started coaching, I'm like, Oh my God, I've actually found my calling in life is to actually train children. Mm. Yeah. We train a lot of kids. I mean, how we, today we've probably ran Mm. 250 people through the gym. Wow. I've got a great staff. I mean, I'm looking out right now. I've got like, I got 14 kids out lifting weights right now. You know, that's great. <laughs> cool. And you that's see just the difference in their self-esteem and that's really what it's about. Um, yeah. That's beautiful. So, absolutely beautiful. No, absolutely. I love it. Yeah. And, and the fulfillment of, of when you love what you're doing, you're getting paid, but you love what you're doing. You're not really working. You know? Right. Now I, I would like to make more money, of course, but you know, <laughs> you know I've made, I've made really good money. And I wouldn't change making a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year for what I'm doing today because I'm more wealthy today than I've ever been when I have more money because I, yeah. I, I know what's going on. I know what's making a difference. And you know what? I'm financially well off enough to where I can do what I want. But that if I win the lottery day, I wouldn't change a goddamn thing. I'd still do what I'm doing. Mm. There we go. Yeah. There You're we doing go. what you love. On that's, that note, that's what matters. on that note. I keep. I'm, I gotta take a quick piss. I know I peed right before we fucking started, but I've almost finished that bottle, and it's not empty enough to pee in. So I'm gonna have to turn around and take a break. John, we would expect no less. I'm here. All the viewers. That is John. He has. He hasn't changed one bit, man. No. Oh, he's going to the bush. I mean, I love it. I know Nick knows the story, but Akeem, do you know the story of when he gets on a plane? No. Okay, never fucking fly with John. Uh-huh. But if you do, go to the bathroom first. Yes, then don't ever Otherwise go again. He will doctor the bathroom. Oh shit! And you just think that through. Be D- DNA everywhere. Yes. I, I, I don't, how does he do it? I can't. I could never do it, man. I, I don't know. I think it's amazing that he could just do it that fast. Let's That's ask him. Same, same with his hotel room. Hey, hey, John. Man, I, John, push up. <laughs> when, you, when you get on a plane and go to the bathroom, how do you get that done so quick? <clears throat> Are you talking about when you follow me in the bathroom and you step all over my unborn no. children? Is that what you're talking I, about? I, I, I was warned to not do that, so I've never done that. <laughs> but I was warned that. You know, like the best one, Jeff Dolan was the best one ever. He yes, ruined me one time. He ruined me one time, and he was like, "That is it. I'm never doing this again." And on the way, on the way home, I, he comes back and he comes sits in the group. I'm like, "Jeff, how do you feel knowing you just you just trampled all of my unborn children?" And he just looks at me and just like with disgust. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, there's a oh, lot of so stories. Funny. 
I guess it's just, you know, fuck, well, I guess when it comes down, just like anything, you, you want to pull that 800 pounds, you get it done, you know? You want, you want, <laughs> when you want something, you find a way to get it done. Well, I'm just amazed that you got that much concentration. I just fucking, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could do that when I was 15. <laughs> You're in there, it's like, and it was like, it wasn't like it was, like, from what I was told, because, you know, I was on that plane. From what I was told, it's like, you know, three, three minutes from in and out. I mean, that's impressive. There's something about there's something about the airplane. I'm telling you, I have always the worst stories there, best and worst. I was co- coming home from a, a flight on Japan, and I'd taken a sleeping pill. <clears throat> I woke up just about to piss in my pants, so I go back to the bathroom, and there's a fucking line. And I'm like, oh my god! I'm like sitting there dancing, <clears throat> and all of a sudden I feel it start dribbling. I'm like, Christ. so I reached in my pants. And I grabbed and I squeezed the end, like fucking clamped down on my fucking fireman's cap, right? <clears throat> and, and it's like two people in front of me. I finally get in there and I realize, Jesus Christ, I'm going to, anyway, long and short, if I take a piss, I get home and I clamp down that thing so hard. It was no longer purple. It was black. As oh, I go, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you go, fans. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, there's, there was I don't think you're supposed to squeeze that hard. <laughs> you bruised it, buddy. You bruised it. Well, it was, it was, I was still coming out, man. There was pressure in there. It was coming. I, <clears throat> that sleeping pill was a doozy. I, I, I'm surprised that I didn't piss in my pants sleeping in the plane, you know? Mm. But something about the airplane, I don't, you know, it's like just not designed. I'm, I'm designed to be in a place where I can get to a toilet easy. I can, I, I'm used to this rhythm in life, and an airplane no, no, breaks what, that up. John, when you fly, like, when, it's 53 minutes between urinations. I know, I get it. When you fly, when you fly, <laughs> what seat do you usually get, John? I usually like to get the window or the aisle. Okay, okay, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't think when it comes down to it, I mean, shit, I don't think it really makes a difference where I'm in the plane. I'm going to have some sort of some sort well, of. I mean, a, if, if you if you like event, access no to the. If you like access to the bathroom, you better start getting the aisle all the time. Aisle and back to, by the yeah, bathroom. exactly. You don't have to ask anybody to move or anything like that. You know, you just get up and go. Well, yeah. in that scenario, in that scenario, basically, it wasn't the getting out part of it. The fact that I we had spent a few hours in the lounge getting fucked. Oh, wow, now the truth comes out. <laughs> so what, oh, what happened to the, the the first class bathroom? You couldn't just go up there. What's that? What happened to the first the bathroom, class bathroom? First class bathroom. You know, you at, at that at that point, I was just sitting there. I was in line and waiting, and I was just a, I was squeezing. You know, that's all I could think about. <laughs> I was, oh I'm, my I'm god! Squeezing. So there, there was a whole other bathroom, and you didn't even think about that, huh? <laughs> I wasn't. I was. I literally. And the poor lady coming out front just about knocked her ass down trying to get in there. You know. Oh, but anyway, this shows the is for a fucking bottle. This show is about my man Chad, not about. <laughs> I guess this whole thing came came because we were flying together, you know. Well, not this whole, <laughs> whole thing came because you actually turned around, piss. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, we got to watch that. That I was want, pretty entertaining. I want to. You're right on camera. I don't know if we've actually ever flown together. I just heard the stories. Like, if you fly with Anderson, just go to the bathroom before he does. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's pretty much what I was Well, now let's jump into some, some good questions here, brother. So 
The one thing that I want to know, you've had such a, uh, you've had, I mean, you said you what? You've been training 42 years. You've only missed 23 workouts. You've really, I mean, you, you've gotten the job done, brother. If you could go back in time and talk to yourself, if you could give yourself one piece of advice, remember the movie Back to the Future, you get in that fucking DeLorean, you yeah. can program in the day and all that shit. You go back, but you can only talk to yourself. You can give yourself one piece of advice. How far back do you go? How old are you? What are you doing? And what do you tell your young self? Uh, I'm 12, and I tell myself to find a competent coach to teach me how to do it right. Because I, I was self-taught for probably the first eight years, you know, before I got okay. a competent coach. You know, that would be probably yeah. the number one thing. You hire or <clears throat> Don't buy the Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding because it's not a very good book to make you a better good athlete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, God. Yeah. I mean, we all grew I up. Think I was all a Marvel fan, one, but you know what? Yeah, Casey, several times. Not the book to learn how to become a better athlete. Mm. I love it. Okay, love it, love it, love it. <clears throat> right on, brother. Well, we've had a, we've had you on here for an hour. I know that you had to carve out time for this. I know you got <clears throat> you got fourteen kids behind you training, and we really Dude, appreciate you coming I on, have, brother. I have a killer staff. I've cleared this time for as long as you need me, man. Oh, well, you're the man, brother. I appreciate you. This is your show, man. I appreciate I'm here, you. I'm here for your entertainment. Shit. What's the funniest thing you've ever seen? What's that, Nick? What's the funniest thing you've ever seen in a strongman contest? Because you've had to see some of the most funniest stuff, like like John in the bathroom, for instance. What's well, the funniest thing you've ever seen? John in the bathroom. Um, the funniest shit I've seen at strongman. Dude, I, that's that's one you probably should have asked me yesterday. Then I got time to think about. You put me on a spot. Just I've seen so much mm -hmm. shit that it's like I'll have to think on that, Nick. I, that's that's probably I, one I have to really put some thought into. I, I got something better for you. I know you work with a lot of kids and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What's the craziest thing a kid ever asked you? <laughs> there we go. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Um, that's another one I have to think of. There's so many different. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know you probably heard it all. You, you know mm -hmm. what? I'm just thinking the most. Let me think about that. Just outrage, outrageous. Just outrageous. Like something like you're like, what the hell? These are good questions because it's pretty rare that Chad doesn't have something to say. You're absolutely yeah. I know. I that's think about sign, this. That's, that's a sign of keep, a good question. I'm trying to think <laughs> of like the, the, the craziest question. Something one of the kids has said to me. Because I remember, hmm. I remember when I, uh, I used to be an undergrad counselor at a university, and I also did a um, after-school program. And some of the stuff those kids would ask me, man, it's insane. Okay, I, I got, I got one for you. It's probably the best one I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, so I'm driving. I've got three kids in the car. They're from my one's my son, and two of his teammates. So we're walk, driving down the road, and the kid goes, "Hey, coach, I got a serious question." I'm like, "They're in the back of the car." I'm so they're driving. I'm like. All I could think of is fuck. I don't know what this is going to be, but okay, I'm going to do my best answer. So, all right, coach, what's the difference between boobies and titties? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So, hey, Shelton, does your grandma have, do you, I said, difference between boobies and titties, guys. Your grandma has boobies and the hot chick has titties. So I said, do you want to see your grandma's boobies? He goes, oh, fuck no. And he's like, uh, Ray Sean goes, I guess he goes, hey, um, I got a question. So 
Do black girls make chocolate milk? Oh, shit. So I'm fucking sitting like, I just answered this question. Like, fuck. Okay, travel baseball team. So I'm like, no, guys. All mammals make white milk. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. So that's the end. I'm like, Jesus Christ, please don't. I'm like, all right, guys, let's listen to this. Like, this one. Two days later, we're at a tournament. All the parents are there. So the moms collect me up. It's like, so we heard you've been talking to the boys. I'm like, okay. I, talk to I coach all these kids. I talk to boys all the time. Well, I heard they ask you the difference between titties and boobies. And I go, yeah. Well, what, what exactly did you say? I said, well, titties are the ones you want to look at. Boobies are like what your grandma has. I'm like, ladies, how can you argue? Half of you got fake tits. That's why you got them. And that's what I said. You know? And they're like, so it kind of shut them down. So that's probably the most fucked up thing. <laughs> Um, as far as fucked up shit I've seen in Strongman, mm. I, I don't know. There's like, like just stuff that you can actually say out loud, I guess. Exactly. That's, that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of stuff you can't say out loud. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I can tell yeah. you some Johnny Perry stories that would just like knock your socks off. You know, but those are <laughs> those chronicles of Strongman that no one really needs to know unless you were around that time. Right. So, um, I think Terry Holland's breaking the chair at World's Strongest Man in the in the meeting room, and I think it was sixteen when we were in Botswana. That was hilarious because it was like one of the wood chairs that have like the spring on it, and he sits down and it just snaps and collapses underneath him. That was yeah. hilarious. I, I will say this: the very first Arnold Classic, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Kaz and Terry came to Indy because they wanted to borrow some equipment of Brian and I. So we had a car mm. deadlift. So they're like, they want to do the car. They're going to do a, an S10 deadlift. And they want, they, they're sitting there telling us, you need to put a wheel well in the front of the of the truck. And I was like, that won't work. No one will pick it up. You don't understand. These are the strongest guys in the world. So I don't give a fuck what the strongest guys in the world are. It's called physics, bro. Physics. And it's not going to work. So we get there. And it's also a front handle deadlift. So we get to the show. No one can pull it. Okay. So this goes off. This goes off. No one can pull it. No one can pull it. No one can pull it. So we end up having to put the bar on the floor. Okay. So I'll tell a couple of those, that first year's stories. So we're going through the line. And you remember um, Mark was there and mm-hmm. Mark Henry. So we're going through, mm-hmm. the, we're setting the lineup. And it's Brian Neese and I are the spotter loaders. We're the alternates. And we're setting up this. So we end up doing the, the train wheel deadlifts on the floor. They only pull up like 80. So they're all warming up. And all the guys are in line, and Mark walks up to the front of the line. And he goes, and he walks up, and he's like, I- I'm going next. I go, no, dude, that's the back of the line. He goes, I'm Mark Henry. I go, Mark, I know exactly who you are. He goes, well, I'm, I'm going next. I go, that's the end of the line. Go, go to the end of the line. He goes, he just stands there and looks at me. I'm Mark Henry. I said, Mark, I heard you the first time. I heard you the second time. I know who you are, and that's the end of the line. He goes, I'm Mark fucking Henry. I don't give a fuck who you are. There's the end of the line. Go to the end of the fucking line and wait your turn just like everybody else. That's Sven Carlson. That's Hugo Gerard. That's and I went through the list. I'm like, go to the end of the line. He walks back. He's so pissed. So Mad Dog, his strength coach, comes walking and goes, man, you, you disrespected Mark. I go, I didn't disrespect Mark at all. I said, he disrespected every other athlete in that line. He can stand in the back of the fucking line like everyone else. He goes, he don't see it that way. I don't give a shit how he sees it. And so he's like, I said, you know, maybe think he should like, what did he do? He's disrespectful to all these other guys. I said, and he's in the back of the line now. So he came up. He's just mean mugging me the whole time. So I'm like, finally, he's like, Mad Dog talked to him. He goes, 
you're right. I was disrespectful. I didn't. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. You, I was just get back in line. So then that's that's the deadlift. And later at the night show, they had you know how they had the the, the frame up the ramp. So we're mm-hmm. sitting there waiting, and you remember um, Brad Gillingham sitting there. So we're on the very backside of the platform, and they'd had the bench press. They had the bench press earlier that day. So he's sitting there, and I'm sitting beside him, and his chair, the 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 heat, the one of his legs of the chair goes off the backside. He starts to fall. Oh, so I reach up. <clears> he's three fifty five. I'm two fifty five. So what happens? <laughs> you both go through. <laughs> Backside of the te- of the awning, and I fall, and here's this is the, the upright of the bench, and I clear it just like that, and I landed on the bench, and I swear to God, I thought I broke my back because I fell like five feet. He falls on the ground, and he thinks that's where he detached is actually detached his bicep, and then later oh. he does that event and tears his bicep off. But I mean, that's not a funny story, but it is kind of funny now because it, it. I mean, I've taken a lot of shots in football. That was the hardest hit I ever took in my life. And I missed that upright of that bench by about three inches because my lat, it came straight through my arm over here, and I missed it. So I was like, oh. I count my lucky stars. That would have been Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would have been That first Arnold's was a trip, and then I, I, I was a spotter loader the second year. And it was, you know, it was just a, some really cool memories, you know, out there and being able to help. So I think back about that one, and I think about the – Honestly, I think about the first Shaw Classic in, in the garage and then the second one. And then this last summer, just, you know, you've kind of been I've kind of been part of the history of the sport for a while. So, you know, so I, brother, I introduced you as like the OG of American Strongman. You've been in from the beginning. You were yeah. one of the you're one of the like the start. You're one of the ones that the be like the original crew that got the momentum going, you know. You know, it's funny because Clint Darden does a video, the top 10 things you know about, don't know about Chuck. Well, he said, I swam all the implements over from Europe, which I thought <laughs> was funny. And at one time, I converted all of Thor's family tree to Christianity. So it's like, I guess I can't that. It's, it's a lot of bullshit, but it's funny to listen to. So, Well, brother, it's it's been fucking absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I'm glad I'm, I'm – I myself personally, I am I am proud to call you a friend, man. You've been you've been uh, you've been a, a bright shining star. In, in you, my got, life you guys are inspirations to... because you know what? I think the cool thing is we can all inspire people in our ways. And John, you've got a great site, and Nick does awesome stuff. And Akeem, I just met you, so I get to see you at the Olympia. So I'm wishing you all the luck. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you know it. We'll get, you, yeah. get, a, get a high five, and uh, you know, I'm a big I'm a big uh, yeah. Let me big, tell you, game kind of guy. Let me tell you something about that. When you meet Ock for the first time, I and mean, he looks like a big dude, but once he takes his shirt off, you see how round his muscles are and how bitty his waist is, how big his thighs are. You almost have to take a double take and think, is this for real? Is this, am I looking at a human being? Is that man right there? Is that man Generally, right when there? I look at you, that's what I think. So well, if you were saying that about him, I guarantee and, he's and, and, bro, let me tell you, I, I am totally fine with saying Ock makes me look like a little fucking bitch. Ock is a, he is a nasty looking motherfucker in a very good way. So you know, it's awesome. pretty crazy. I'm, I'm really excited to see him on the Olympia stage, man. It's a, I, we've actually competed on the, on the same stage. We've competed together. Yeah, yeah. I remember, you know, everybody's in the locker room and starts dropping fucking trousers, and I'm looking at this guy going, "Jesus Christ, this is this is not fair," you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's so big, 
he's so big and he's so round. It all it just doesn't make sense. It's like you're you're kind of rubbing your eyes like when you look at your first time and you're trying to focus in the morning, like, okay, am I really looking at what I'm looking at? Well, that's him <laughs> in the human form. <laughs> so, uh, I appreciate it, y'all. I appreciate it. Kind of like me standing next to Brian Shaw. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the proportions like, wait a minute, is this really going on here? This doesn't something that's that's not lining up. But yeah, he he's a cool cat, and he, and I can't wait to watch him compete. And so just be ready when when you meet him. He's I gonna, can't wait, you're, man. Yeah, really cool. I can't wait. But, man, we're counting the days down. Yeah, but it, it's going to be fun to see you out there. But really, want to thank you for coming on the show. But before we mm-hmm. let you go, my brother, before we let you go, brother, you have had such. I mean. Nick and I are sitting here talking about how you touched our lives. And we're just two mm-hmm. of hundreds, if not thousands, if not 10,000s of people that you've touched. And now you're, you're actually, you're basically, that's going to sound really weird. Now you're touching the kids. That's, that's not, 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 that's you, you, I mean, you're, you're a great competitor. You're a great person. When it's all said and done, what, what is it that, that, uh, you, you want Chad Coy to be remembered for? That I cared. I made a difference. I mean, I think that's the only uh, thing that really matters. I mean, who gives a shit how much money you make or whatever. It's like, you know what, you know, if you knew you had a, I think Brian had it. In one of his things, who's going to be in your foxhole? Who do you want your fox? Who do you want your backs? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'd like to look at that. Like, my friends, like, you know, there's one dude I know I can count on, and that's me. Yeah. And I, I think it's yeah. just, if, if, if I can, at the end of the day, if I know I can make a difference in people's lives and I know that they can count on me, that's the only thing that really truly matters. You know, God gave me a few, a very few talents, um, and I want to use them to the best of my ability to I mean, glorify him, but you know, to don't, don't waste the gift. And I think my gift is figuring out what makes people tick and, and, and helping them achieve their dream. Um, so, you know, I've got a lot Brother, of, cool I have to agree with that. Them. I got to agree mm-hmm. with that, man, because you, you, you've, you've touched and helped and inspired a whole lot of people, brother. And I myself and personally can testify. I am one of them. So I appreciate you very much. And thank you for coming on the show. Before we wrap this, wrap this up, Hawk and Nick, do you guys have anything for Chad before we wrap this baby up? No, I mean, I, like I said, I came on late. You know, just happy to uh, meet you. And uh, from what I've heard so far, the fact that, you know, you, you, you help a lot of kids out, you know, there's just a testament to your greatness and everything like that. So I really appreciate meeting you and uh, look forward to seeing you in, uh, in Las Vegas. We're seeing Vegas, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say thanks for coming on, and I love you to death, and I will see you in a few days. I know. Um, it's going to be a good time. We'll it's going to be fun. a dance. Hey, Pick guys, stuff I want you stuff. to hear it here. I told Nick when we were in in, uh, in uh, Colorado, I was beating him in the Viking press. I'm just telling you now, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it all 270 pounds. Woo! Let's okay. go, baby. Let's go. I love it. <laughs> That's why we do the contest. Yeah, I know he's going to yeah, kick so. my ass in the farmer's walk and the yoke and the deadlift, but fuck it. I'm going to take that press to town, bitch. <laughs> there we go, baby. There we go. I love it. Right. I love it. Hey. Nah, it'll there be good. It'll be fun. All right. Thanks, guys. There is an, another edition of Legends of Iron. I'll tell you, if, if our man Chad Coy does not show you 
that just being a fucking downright hardworking, consistent, caring person is not the way to go and change lives or change your own life and change who can demonstrate it any better. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We will see you next time. Thank you again, everyone. Thanks, guys. Legends of Iron is brought to you by MuscleMix. It's time to stop around. You want to build some muscle? You want to build some serious muscle? Well, guess what? Beef builds muscle. RTD, carnivore, ready to drink, lactose-free, tastes great. You want to build some muscle? You better start eating some beef. Beef up with carnivore RTD. 40 grams of protein, zero fat, zero sugar, zero lactose. What the f are you waiting for? Get yours today.